Osiris. Welcome to the State of the Garden. This is the official podcast of the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association. I'm your host, Tom Marshall. Hello and welcome to State of the Garden. I'm your host, Tom Marshall. And just a quick reminder that State of the Garden is a proud member of the Osiris family of podcasts. Go to osirispod.com to check out more culture and music-related podcasts. So I'm pleased to be here today with a uh, regular on State of the Garden. Uh, Tim White of River Crossing Strategy Group is here with me, and it's just the two of us today. How are you doing, Tim? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. And I uh, always rely on you for uh, crisp, concise legislative updates. And, you know, that's the purpose of this one. We are in a really interesting time frame. When you look back at our history of legalization in New Jersey, a lot hangs in the balance right now. Right. And last time, to catch us up a little bit, Tim, and you weren't here at the very last one we had. You came the one before, I think, in November. Mm-hmm. We were discussing how probably by March there would be some type of vote and hopefully legalization would occur. Right. Um, and that was with everyone being optimistic in the room. And it looks like we've arrived finally at that moment and it might actually be happening. Mm-hmm. And at the time we were discussing, and this was, I think, early January, that the problem was, was taxes. Right. And we got into a 10-minute discussion, Hugh, the president of NJCIA, and Dara, the founder. And it was only a 10-minute discussion, and I was lost already. The, comp- <laughs> the tax complications were, were so enormous. And it seems like all that's been sort of wiped off the table and replaced with a beautiful solution of a $42 per ounce flat right. tax. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're looking at. I, I think it, it might be... Um, Beneficial to our listeners, just take a, a step back for 20 seconds and Please just do. talk about this this unique and, and long and windy road of legalization and how we you know a- ended up here, right? Um, yeah, how did we get here? And, and back in November, um, so I mean, this this goes back to when when uh, Governor Murphy and before the Democratic primary made marijuana legalization one of his his platforms uh, while running for governor, even before he ran for governor. Um, and certainly, you know, made it one of the priorities of his early administration. So um, throughout this process, we're we're now working on version seven or eight of, of the uh, legalization bill. Um, throughout the process, it got tie barred with the expansion of the medical marijuana program. So these two bills are moving together concurrently and they're 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 moving through committee and and uh, hopefully to our expected floor vote shortly. And they'll be uh, together as well. And uh, back in November 2018, um, a joint committee, uh, Senate Budget and Senate Health and Assembly Budgets uh, and Senate uh, Assembly Health um, met and passed both uh, versions of these bills. Um, And as you mentioned, there were some unresolved aspects of these bills that still need to be ironed out between bill sponsors, legislative leadership and the governor's office, primary among them being the tax rate. Um, There were several different ways that that taxes could be. imposed from the state level, from the municipal level. But what it breaks down to is a very sort of unique concept that puts New Jersey at the forefront of this. 
in, ter in, in terms that this is going to be likely a $42 excise tax um, on um, per ounce on the product combined with a local municipal tax, which uh, municipalities who allow um, uh, the industry to participate, uh, whether it be a dispensary or a manufacturing processing facility in their municipality, would be able to get an additional municipal tax. So the $42 goes to the state? Correct. Okay. On every ounce sold? Correct. Okay. Yep. So that's the new agreed upon uh, uh uh, the legislative leadership, the governor's office and sponsors uh, came to that agreement. Another um, outstanding point at the time was the structure of the Cannabis Regulatory Commission, which will be the governing body of uh, the future industry. Um, there, the governor and, and the Senate president and the speaker came to terms, and it looks like the governor will have uh, be able to appoint three out of the five members of the commission. The Senate president will have the opportunity to appoint one and the uh, the speaker would have the opportunity to appoint the other one. So um, that seems to be a term they all agreed upon uh, right now as we sit here on uh, February 27th. Um, I could tell you that the uh, they're in the process of actually writing these amendments into the bill. And um, so we're at a point where we're we're close. We're, we're you know, we're looking at potentially a March 25th vote of the full Senate and the full assembly um, for legalization, which would certainly be a historic moment in the state. So March 25th. Um, and, and at one point, and I know that it was like extremely optimistic, but at one point there was a chance that we go legal in November. So effectively, we've had like a three to four month delay. Right. Do you think that delay has caused us like economic disadvantage or do you think the delay was necessary to get the bill perfect? Yeah, great question. I mean, it's sort of a double-edged sword, right? And my my uh, one of my favorite talking points for, or for, uh, in favor of legalization here in New Jersey is that we would have the opportunity from an economic standpoint to legalize ahead of our neighboring states in New York, in New York and Pennsylvania. And, you know, two years ago, I said we had this great opportunity to be way ahead of the curve. Now, you know, we sit here in February 2019. New York is in the process of, of going the legislative process of legalizing Pennsylvania as well, maybe a little bit further behind New York. However, they, they have caught up. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. But to your point, the bill that we have in front of us or the, the newly amended version that we're going to see in the next week or so, um, in my opinion, is well worth the wait. This bill is way better than the previous version of the bill, certainly better than the, the version of the bill that was introduced earlier this year. I think it reflects uh, industry participants, including the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association, who uh, you know weighed in on various aspects of this, industry leaders, businesses, consumers, advocates. Um, what you have now is just a better product. So I still think we maintain a little bit of an economic advantage, which is great. But I think when we look back at this 10 years from now, we're going to realize that we made the right choice in being a little bit deliberate, deliberate and diligent in the process. Right. Now, the economic advantage of, of getting out of the gate early isn't really only just that you can't get it anywhere else, right? Right. What are the other economic reasons to get going faster? Other than access to it, obviously, if, if you're a, a state, a border state that has legalized cannabis, 
the dispensaries that open up along the border would have a you know technical advantage over the state next door that doesn't legalize. We've right. seen that New happen York in other City states. might pop, yeah, come over to Hoboken or Jersey City exactly for a while, right? For a while, but that, so but that's that's a, a, that's a temporary. But, but the real advantage is from a, a a industry investment standpoint, where um, the industry money, the investors, you know, this would be next to Massachusetts, really the, the first Northeast state to legalize, right? We would have, we have a tremendous amount of interest from industry operators from uh, both here in the United States and from Canada, venture capitalists, you know, folks that want to come into uh, this market early. So from just a, attracting investment standpoint, it puts New Jersey at a competitive advantage. Right. It kind of gets the economic machinery churning mm-hmm. and that is sort of like an advantage you kind of, you can't really quantify. Right. And yet it's enormous. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's sort of more what I was driving at, apart from, like you said, the temporary border advantage, yeah, right. which is also, you know, quite significant to towns that are, you right. know, also the ones probably Camden next to Philadelphia as well. Absolutely. And, and one one other thing from a research and development standpoint, we expect New Jersey because of our existing R&D infrastructure and um, our farmer presence in New Jersey to be a leader nationally in, from an R&D uh, standpoint. The faster we're able to get growing in the state, cannabis legally in you know multiple strains and be, and be able to apply those strains to an R&D process, the better off we all are, you know. So this, there's other advantages as well. So you're right, and it could be also something as simple as a huge national company wants to get started now, and absolutely, right. Yep. And they see New Jersey as, you know, at least for the next six, seven, eight months, the mm-hmm. only option they have absolutely. In, in the area. Yep. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So um, legally, just because I don't fully understand the legislative process. Um, what do the next few weeks really look like and what can we really expect? Everything goes well. When can we actually start seeing dispensaries open to adult use? Right. So um, there's a couple of different options that the uh, bill sponsors have to go forward to, to um, get this done in March. Um, uh, a floor amendment re- reference back to a committee. But th- those are all technical in nature. And I think at the end of the day, whether it's a new bill or it gets amended on the floor or reference back to a committee with Legislative leadership and the governor all on board, we could get this done by the end of March. Why is it important to get it done by the end of March? Because after March, starting in April, the budget process starts. And then, you know, the thought is this is a standalone issue. This is a a big issue that's going to come down to every vote in both the Senate and Assembly. We may pass these bills without any votes to spare. Um, And we don't want to get it tied up in the other uh, budget process, which could be messy, right? Um, secondarily, we want to get this done before the budget is finalized but on June 30th because the governor and the state want that revenue that we're going to that anticipate a revenue that we're going to get from this industry to be applied to FY 2019, right? So there's 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 a, a impetus to get this done quickly, right? And there's a reason to believe that this is our window of opportunity here in March to get this done before the budget process starts. And to your second point, your second question, what does this mean in terms of when do we start seeing industry uh, players, you know, dispensaries on, on our street corners? That will take another six to nine months after this. So as the Senate president indicated, you probably won't see dispensaries in New Jersey open until, you know, after January of next year, um, because it's just going to take a while for 
this cannabis regulatory commission to be built the, the regulations to be built out as part of the process, licenses to be given, and then the opportunity for these businesses to actually acquire their property, renovate, open, you know, and, and then there's the growing cycle. Are they going to have enough product to open on day one, right, if they're not vertically integrated? So all that are factors. So, you know, what it comes down to is you're probably not going to see, even if we're successful passing these bills in March of this year, you're probably not going to see a visual presence of legalization in New Jersey until next year. I understand that opening a business and getting new cultivation facilities up and growing takes a while. But I was wondering, technically, could a, say, an existing dispensary that right now sells only medically, Mm -hmm. could they, the day after the vote, the day it was legalized, theoretically sell adult use? Or would they kind of have to wait for this new commission to Put on the green yeah. light. Okay. There might be a little bit of a, a time lap in between that. And the reason being, so the existing medical marijuana dispensaries, operation, operators right now, the cultivators, processors, and dispensaries would be allowed to sell. If you're a medical marijuana dispensary, you would be allowed to sell recreational adult use marijuana as well. However, you need the license from the state. That may be a, a couple week process, but they were they will be most likely automatically grandfathered in and given the opportunity to sell adult use marijuana shortly after the bill passes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Probably right. not the day the day after, but well, that's you know that's yeah. what my friends always ask. <laughs> yeah, me. It's like Tom, when can we actually go <laughs> yeah. and buy weed legally in New Jersey? <laughs> exactly. Yep. So you got to still wait. Exactly. <laughs> but I think you caught us up, Tim, on the state related stuff. I was wondering a little bit. This might be out of our purview, but we now have a new Attorney General, William Barr, who appears to be more marijuana friendly, certainly more marijuana friendly than Jeff Sessions was. Um, Does that take pressure off the states in a way that we can sort of palpably feel? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember um, last uh, January in 2018 when Jeff Sessions um, really indicated that he was going to work with his, um, you know, U.S. attorneys in different states to, to crack down on on legalized cannabis. And yeah, it was kind of sent, almost, it was it was a little bit frightening, I think, for yep, some people. Yep, and, and that had an, uh, a negative effect on the on the, the cannabis markets, for both nationally and, and, and Canada, um, and put a lot of uncertainty out there in the market in general. Now, you're seeing a reestablishment of the certainty, certainty we had, mostly during the Obama administration, and, and, and because William Barr indicated that he's got, he has no interest in, in going after the states with with uh, legalized cannabis. Oh, okay. Which is sort of back to what it was under Obama, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, so Jeff Sessions was the was the problem. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that problem is no longer here. Okay, so, interesting. Yeah. All right. And so, it's not perfect. Obviously, we're, you know, advocates um, for legalized cannabis in New Jersey. Or we, we also want legalized cannabis on the federal level. It's not where we want to be right now. But as far as as providing certainties in, in the in the industry markets, this, this is about as, as certain as we're going to have it for now. This is one of the most radical, to me, examples of state rights taking precedence over country rights in Absolute, a way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and yeah. I think eventually the states um, that are able to demonstrate the success of the market and, and you know, and we've seen this in Colorado and, and Nevada and California and uh, um, the 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 arguments against legalization once they're 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 proven to be untrue 
once these markets um, are developed and are built out, and as more and more states vote to to, to legalize, it's just going to be almost inevitable for the federal government at some point to follow suit when you have more and more states coming online. And, you know, the sky isn't falling. These turn out to be legitimate industries and people are getting the medicine they need. And, um, you know, and, and as public opinion continues to be increasingly favorable towards legalization, um, it's, it's virtually inevitable on the federal level. Right. Although, I mean, we've even seen in the hemp legalization on the federal level, state-wise, it differs still state-to-state, the laws yeah. and stuff. So even even if something were to pass, the states take a little while for everybody to catch up. Yep. Generally, we're moving in a positive direction, and it seems like New Jersey, again, you know, I was kind of worried for a while that we weren't going to be at the forefront but it feels like we are again yeah, we're uh, still in, in a, certain aspects. In a really good position. And let me add, too, the bill that we have in front of us right now could be considered the gold standard of bills that, of, of any state that's that's looked to, to legalize yet, right? So we've had... Legislatively. Legislatively, right? So the first couple of states that legalized did it through ballot initiative. So it's almost like not, not the most fairest of comparisons, but... It's a very thoughtful piece of legislation. It's extensive on expungement, minority participation, the structure of the Cannabis Control Commission, the innovative way we're going to tax it, you know, imposing the excise tax. There's some really, really good, thoughtful aspects to these bills that if looked at it from an industries, from a national standpoint, state by state, why, you know, this is this is the gold standard of the new wave of of, uh, don't use uh, use legalization bills and this is this should be looked at as such so great so good spot all you other states listening if you want to go legal legislatively talk (laughs) to the new jersey cannabis industry association and we will guide you on how we got here absolutely and uh you know don't just sit back and wait for the feds to to pass it do it now right yep (laughs) um and with people like tim and dara and hugh uh at the forefront looks like we're getting there and uh, i'm really excited absolutely yeah this is um at various points over the last two years we've had reasons to be optimistic but right now i think we're we're as close as we we've ever been and there's reasons to believe that with all the stars aligned, we could get this done in March, and hopefully right. we will. Good. And then uh, I also hope that you know in April that we're not here saying why it didn't work in March. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, but, but I'll be back either way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back then, hopefully for a celebration. Absolutely. Right here on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to State of the Garden, and thank you, Tim, again for supplying uh, us with uh, this up to the minute information. Thanks for having me, Tom. This has been great. All right. Great. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.